Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, it is Becky and welcome back to a Buzzing About Romance quick shot of romance. And with me for this episode is Leah. Hi Leah. Hi. I kind of forgot what we were doing. It's okay, it happens. It's been a minute since you and I've done a quick shot together. It has. We usually do it with our contributors, so it kind of throws us off throws us off when it's just me and you and nobody else. Nobody else. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is our March group buddy read quick shot of romance. Yes. And so on this episode, we are reviewing fighting for us by Claire Kingsley. This is book two in her Bailey brothers series, which this is probably her most popular series. I would say. Probably. I don't know. The miles are pretty, pretty up there, but I feel like this one is, is definitely very popular and it's been anticipated because she just finished this series up recently. Yeah. I, um, I get the feeling that everybody really loves the brothers, these Bailey Mm -hmm. boys. So I'm excited to talk to you. And yes, we are doing book two and not kicking off the, with book one, but I actually did read book one it is a novella that kicks off the whole series and this story. Yes. And we'll I talk do... about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cause I have thoughts about that. Okay. Um, Leah, read us the good read, read us the good read synopsis. There are words. <laughs> How long would you wait for the love of your life? The Asher Bailey who comes home to his quirky small town. Isn't the same man who put a ring on Grace's finger. He's bigger, harder, haunted, forced to give up grace and everything else that was good in his life for a prison sentence he barely survived. Now that he's home, he finds himself aggressively welcomed by his brothers being gleefully gossiped about by his neighbors. He'd counted on both, but he never expected to see Grace still wearing his ring. Grace's fairy tale didn't end. It was interrupted. She spent the last seven years living her life while waiting for one man. Now that he's back, she's got her work cut out for her. He's scarred and angry and stubbornly convinced that they can't be together. She's more than happy to educate him otherwise. Every beer, every prank, every kiss brings him closer to where he's always belonged, in her life, in her arms, in her heart. Asher fears the darkness inside him can't be contained, but Grace won't give up on him without a fight. Authors note, a brooding, wounded hero, hero, and the woman who won't give up on him, a pack of unruly prank-loving brothers, a wild neighborhood rumor mill, spectacular BFF banter. This is a love story about soulmates that delivers the heat in all the feels. The Bailey Brothers series is meant to be read in order, and Fighting for Us concludes Grace and Asher's happily ever after. So this was released May 28th of 2020. Um, tropes, soulmate, small town, family. It is a spinoff series from her Miles family um, mm-hmm. series, but you do not need to read the Miles family to start the Baileys. Um, it's okay. We have it as a second chance and it kind of is because, but it's not. It's not like your true definition of a second chance. It's no. like second chance adjacent. It's, and it's not, you know, cause they're not married. So it's not marriage in crisis, but it's relationship in crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and love through trauma because there is, there's buckets of trauma in this book. <laughs> there, there are buckets of trauma. 
Um, put out percentage is 57%. Um, content and trigger warning. This does deal with anxiety and past violent acts. Um, so if you are concerned about those, check in with somebody who's read them. Feel free to send us an email and we will happily let you know what kind of past trauma and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we might touch on it here, but just to let you guys know. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I would actually start with a quote from Protecting Us, which is book one. So I'm going to say the quote and then I want to talk to you about book one, which was not okay. technically part of our issue, but I got to. Um, the quote is, she was going to be my only love. I knew that no matter that I knew that now more than ever, Grace was it for me. And that is Asher. Those are his thoughts in protecting us. Mm -hmm. So I did when we picked this book and you're like, we're going to read book two. I was like, OK, because honestly, I kind of read Claire's some of her other series bits and pieces. I didn't read them correctly. Right. You know, I like to do the. Um, Hold it, Danica. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little chaotic like that. Uh, this series, you cannot do that with, because I think if I had gone into book two without reading book one, I'd have been lost. Like, seriously I don't know if lost. you would have been lost so much as there was, a, there's a lot of nuances like that you'll miss out. Like, I think that you can go into book two without reading book one, but they're like, there's so much of their relationship and how things develop in why he is in jail that you, like, it, you can skip to book two, but you're better off reading book one. But this series also, there's an overarching storyline that feeds through the entire series. So you should read them in order anyway, because you'll get like clues like later in the series. So, well, and I didn't even pick up on that piece. So I'm not even sure what the overarching storyline is that carries through it's the, the story. whole feud part like why the feud started and like oh. those note those letters and stuff and like that is like there's a theme and like okay. why the feud is there missed that um <clears throat> i think though that as a reader had i not re read protecting us and known grayson asher's devotion because mm -hmm. seriously you guys this is fated to love this is devotion to each other yeah if I hadn't read that and I had just picked up at book two, I would have found Grace to be kind of pathetic. Okay. I can see where you would say that. Because why is she holding on to this guy? Why is yeah. she putting up with, I mean, because I'm going to get into it, but he's a bit of an ass and he's not always a stand-up guy in his behaviors. He doesn't cheat on her or anything like that, but yeah. kind of does some things that are pretty top tier shitty. Well, I think that a big part of his thing, like he is reintegrating into society. Like if he gets out of jail at the very beginning of the book and like that is his reintroduction to the world and life moved on, but it didn't move on in the same way. But you learn, <laughs> excuse me, you learn in the book why he is having such a hard time. Like integrating back into things and he makes some decisions while he's in jail that are really i believe stupid i'll just say it but they're it, big time stupid i mean i get it so we need to say why he went to jail because that's disclosed at the beginning of the book um yeah. he goes to jail because he has a background in martial arts grace is attacked when they're mm -hmm. out at night she is in an alley 
and she is attacked by three attackers and he interrupts the attacker almost one of the attackers almost raping grace yeah and in the midst of stopping the attack he his defense training and everything comes in and he goes all in to um and ends up killing the guy Mm-hmm. So he takes a deal that he has to serve eight years, no chance for early parole. Um, he is convicted of, is it first degree manslaughter, I think? Something like that. And he has to serve eight years. And um, and book two starts with him getting out of jail. He gets out almost a, a year, year early. early. Yeah, so he was in there for seven years. His sentence, his sentence is commuted by the governor. Mm-hmm. Because, um, come to find out, the guy that he killed had attacked someone related to the governor. I don't remember. Yeah. The his relation. Niece. It was his, his niece. niece. So, like, this guy, like, and went through the trial and stuff. People stood up for Asher, like, said he was acting in defense of Grace and protecting her. But it just, it was still not good because who this kid was. And when the governor found out and the new governor found out like he made strides to make sure Asher got out because he basically was like, he kind of got what he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk. So we're talking about Asher. Let's keep with Asher. The decision that he makes while he's incarcerated. Yeah. That you get why he did it. I get it too. And he had this whole plan, like he was going to be in there eight years. There was no chance of him getting out early. He had a plan. He had it mapped out like how he was going to like handle everything. And he got out early and it kind of skewed his plan and like, it didn't work out the way he wanted. So I think if he had been in there the whole eight years, it would have been, he would have come out differently. Well, in order to survive jail and not lose his soul completely, Mm-hmm. He starts to compartmentalize pieces yeah. of his life. Tur- I mean, he turns off his feelings. He is simply living mm-hmm. in the moment. He can't think about anyone in the outside world in his life. Not his brothers, not Grace, not his hopes, he, not his dreams, nothing. Yeah, and he, he has very little contact like with their grandmother who has raised like him and his brothers because um, so he doesn't cut off completely, but he talks to her, only her, and it's very like very minimal. So there's a great quote that I think explains how his brain was working in this time, and it's I literally lost everything good in my life, everything worth living for. Reminders of home sliced me open. Like I was walking on broken glass. If I'd spent every day bleeding, I would have been ripped to shreds. So mm-hmm. he felt if he was going to be able to re-enter society when his eight years was up, he had to do everything he could to protect himself. And for him, that was to cut off mm-hmm. everybody. But yeah. his grandmother, he did occasionally talk to her on the phone. Yes. But he never let her visit him mm-hmm. at the at the prison. No. Um, so once he's out, I mean, we've talked about that. He's out, but let's talk about grace mm-hmm. up and until he gets out. So grace, she can't, 
Grace is one of those characters where she is living her life, but she also is kind of stagnant because she has this plan, like Asher's going to get out, like we're going to do this and this and this and this. These were the plans for our lives. Like, yes, he said, like we were broken up, but I don't accept that. And so she has been writing to him for the entire time he's been in there. And she, like, she's moving on by working towards like the goals that they had together because she doesn't accept the fact that like he said that they were done. Yeah. I mean, she's stuck in place and living day to day, but not making any real moves forward though. Mm -hmm. I mean, she went back to college. She got her degree, but she ended up just managing the coffee shop that she worked at as a teen. But I think, think with her like she she didn't do what she wanted to do but at the same time like she's happy where she's at like she has like her mom and her mom is remarried and she has her little brother and like she has the Bailey brothers and she has Graham and so like it seems like she didn't make strides to better her life but at the same time like I never got the feeling that she wasn't okay with where her life was. Like she didn't personally feel like she was stuck with nowhere to go. Like she made those decisions to stay and she made the decision. Like I'm, I am happy with this coffee shop. Like this is enough for me. Yeah. So one of our community members, Jenny sent in the following, I kind of wanted Grace to Rapunzel his ass when he came home. I mean, hit him upside the head with a pan. I get why he did what he did, but he could have been, he could have had, had a little her. more, what? He could have had, yeah, did you like, right, like, misstep your words there? No, I just copied and pasted, so I think Jenny, she wasn't feeling well today, so. Sorry, Jenny. Could have had a little more to work with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree, because there are moments where I really wanted Asher to be dick-punched, like, so, mm-hmm. At this point, he's out. Grace believes that they are going to rebound and be together. Yeah. Asher, that first moment where they see each other for the first time in eight, seven years, seven years. Mm -hmm. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry and I wanted to hug her because he was not. Mm -hmm. He's like, you, what are you doing here? You have to go. You need to go. I can't have you here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. I like when she, cause she does not know he's home. Like her, his brothers have not told her, like she walks into the kitchen at Graham's house. Cause they grew up next door to each other and she sees him and she is so excited that he is there. And he just looks at her, like backs away and is like, leave. Like there was nothing else. And so like that first, like face to face was heartbreaking for her and for the reader yeah it really was there was a lot of emotions in this book and Mm -hmm. one of the things too that comes out through this story that i really found interesting and it's something that if i look at my favorite books of claire kingsley's she does this um where the character is reeling from some trauma some trauma Mm -hmm. but they aren't really dealing with it we as Mm -hmm. the reader are living it with them 
we're seeing their evolution of acceptance of their trauma, the acceptance of the problem or whatever. And we get to watch them kind of fix it, but not really fix it because at the end of the book, the journey isn't, it isn't over. They're still working. But it's one of those things where trauma affects people, everybody differently. Some people like things happen, like they want to eradicate those like harsh feelings and like the stressors and the anxiety that comes with that trauma. And there are people that shove it down and pretend it didn't happen. And I feel like the way that she portrays this is <clears throat> she get it's very realistic in the sense where like Grace is so focused on Asher and the fact that Asher is in jail and buying this house that they planned on like fixing up and finishing college and doing this and doing this and doing this and this and this and this. Like she just, she focuses on everything else around her that she ignores the fact that something tragic happened to her. Yeah. Well, and as Asher has gotten out a year early, um, he is not reentering society well either. He is aimless. Mm. They are both seriously throughout most of this book, like 70% of this book, they are both treading water just to keep their heads above water. Mm. And neither is, and it makes it frustrating for the reader, for me as a reader, it made it a little frustrating because there wasn't as much growth and development in the relationship which is why I was glad I had read book one Mm -hmm. and what, which is why I say we say second chance, but it's not, it's relationship in crisis because they're both just trying to keep their heads up and figure out where they are. It's not a typical relationship romance. It's not, but they're also trying to navigate this whole new reality where Asher, like they in book one, like, they're childhood best friends. They grew apart because of situations. And then they came back together and Asher and Grace are like, we are in this, like, this is the decisions we're making. Like we're moving forward. And then these traumatic things happen and Asher is gone for years. And Grace like is kind of floundering because like a whole, like there's a huge part of her identity that is attached to Asher. Like there, it's one of those situations where like where there is Asher, there is Grace. Where there is Grace, there is Asher. They are more like one entity than two separate people. And it just, but they don't lose themselves in each other. Like, it's just the way they are. And I think that the biggest part with these two characters is they're trying to figure out how to get that back when they're so, so different, but still the same at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jenny says, uh, as crappy as Asher's experience was, he was able to learn from it and use it to create a future after he got his head out of his ass. But he seriously Uh does not get his head out of his ass until 60% of the book. (laughs) No, it was like 70-something. Like, because he does, but then then stuff Like, you see a glimmer of hope. You see the glimmer of hope, and then he goes right back up there. Uh, It's like, oh, I peeked. Saw my shadow back in my asshole. Um... (laughs) Seriously, he's like a dang groundhog. <laughs> um, okay, so, and again, because we don't want to, we don't want to spoil this for anybody. We just, mm-hmm. we want you to read this book. So, but let's talk about some of these side characters because this does; these two books do set up this 
fairly emotional series that it's book six that came out last week Mm -hmm. and it is sitting number one and number two, you know, depending on the time of day you look in the Kindle store, this book is in Kindle unlimited. So the fact that it's one and two is pretty freaking spectacular. It's pretty, pretty exciting. Um, Just side note, the top three of the top four books in the Kindle store right now are all romances by indie Mm -hmm. authors. So it is go team. Um, so <laughs> go team. Yeah. But so let's talk about Graham a little bit. So Graham is this woman who her husband passed away years ago. Like she has been and her son and daughter-in-law were killed in a fire. In a and house so fire. Has, so she has been phrasing her grandsons who are a handful and a half. They There's are five of them. There's five of them. They're, they're a lot. They're well, a lot. But she is, hel- like, hilarious. She calls her chickens damn- peckers. The peckers. The peckers. She has to. She has to feed her peckers. And check on. Don't her hurt her peckers. Don't hurt the peckers. That is so funny. Okay, so I do want to talk a little bit, just a second, about Graham and. Um, there is a great scene between her and Asher, where. Mm-hmm she's talking about some of the hardships she had to face when she married David Bailey, which I would just like to special shout out to Claire Kingsley. Claire lost her husband a year ago and her husband's name was David. Mm -hmm. So you know that she wrote this book before David had passed, but you know, a little bit of this, she's channeling her own love to -hmm. her husband. Um, but she's talking about how damn stubborn he was and how Asher is pretty much his grandfather. Well, and she also, like, she talks about their relationship because he was, he's a white male and she was a Native American descent. So there's a lot of controversy to their relationship. And, like, she talks about how he refused to to like take a no from her like he made a decision that he was going to marry her and he was going to marry her a certain way and it happened and like but that like when she is talking about that whole aspect of their relationship and how like you have to fight for that like what you want and fight for the ones that you love like it was such a a moving scene and like she and it it's very important that Asher like sits and listens to it. Doesn't just hear her, but actually listens to what she has to say, because it, it's very reflective of like his and Grace's relationship for different reasons, but still the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Another key character, and we're slowly getting out of time here because we want to keep these short um, is Kara, who is Grace's best friend who comes Mm -hmm. into Grace's life after Asher has been incarcerated. So she does not have any reference as to who they are together and why Grace continues to um, stay with him and be Mm -hmm. with him, even though he has broken up with her in his mind. Um, And Kara is the best of best friends. She is. And Kara, like you get little snippets of her story and she has not have, does not have a good relationship with her parents. Like she is not brought up in like a way that is, familial or loving and so like she has this idea of how things should be but she is a best friend who 
like no matter what, like she was there for her. She's like, I think you're being a dumbass, but I'm there for you. I don't like him, but I'm there for you. Like if this is the decision you are making, let me know what I can do. Yeah. And I think that is amazing. And I don't want to give anything away, but she should get a story. I'm just saying you need to read the book. She should get a story. She should get a story. And I do really enjoy the nickname that she has given the one story. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So I think the overall theme of this book was love is messy. It's not easy. And some roads are harder than others. Mm-hmm. And for Asher and Grace, it's messy. It is yeah. not easy. It's and not. both of them need to just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. They do not communicate well sometimes. No, I'm sure it gets better though. We can, by the end of it, like they, they're making the right steps, which I think is good. Um, okay. So let's do our questions. Uh, Leah, did you like this book? I did like this book. I, I do enjoy Claire Kingsley's writing style and this fits perfectly with like a lot of her other series and the way it plays out. Like it has definitely a different like topic and formula than some of her other books, but it still works really well. What about you? I did like this book. I do feel that this is a very deeply personal story. Knowing Mm -hmm. what I know about the author, if you read the author note at the beginning of book one, Mm -hmm. this is a very deeply and personal story for her. And I'm not sure how she was able to write, you know, book six with all that had been in her life and as time allows, I'm going to get there. So stay tuned friends. Um, who would typically like this book? Um, small town fans, because this is definitely a small town, like romance for the gossip mill and the gossip trainer, like very like run, like run rampant, but also where you have ridiculous siblings because the brothers, they are like the comic relief throughout the book. Although there is one really grumpy brother, which I'm excited to read his book because I do like a grumpy, grunty hero. Um, but I think that like the relationship between the brothers is the, like so important. So if you like a really tight knit family series, this is the one for you. Yeah. Small town family. It's it to me, this falls in line a little more with like Catherine Cowell's books and her small town, emotionally charged stories. There is a slower burn aspect to the story just because of the nature mm-hmm. of, you know, reentering back into society. Um, the brothers do help. So if you like a family series, they yeah. do provide some levity within the story that at times is really needed because you're like, you're just not sure how much more your heart can take. And then, well, and then comes the one on the brother page. comes, well, or the one brother comes in, he's like brutalicious or brontosaurus or like, he, yes, he, like he uses like the word bro and like every like connotation possible. Yeah. Um, and then would you recommend this book? I would. Um, it was really good. I'm actually excited to delve into the rest of the series. I don't, I don't have time for that at the moment, but I will be reading the rest of the series. Yeah, I would totally recommend you? this. I would. I would recommend that. Um, I would say, you know, from my understanding, this is not what people consider the best of this series, but I think it's a great way to kick a series off and to kind of draw us into this world mm-hmm. of the Bailey brothers. Yeah. So, um, that's it for this time. Um, 
Do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com or there is a review request form now on our website that you can submit to us. Anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 